something that I want to bring up now that we're on this topic is how do people decide to spend a certain amount? Like, I guess you could say, how do people decide how much to invest in their landscaping projects? And before you answer that. Welcome to the Landscape Cafe, brought to you with support from Fort Myers Garden Service, maintaining and protecting business and residential landscapes. Visit FortMyersGardenService.com or call 239-990-7494. It boggles me, the conversation we just had with how much your outdoor space, I'm not going to even just use the word landscape, your outdoor space, whether it's beautiful ornamental landscaping, whether it's the permaculture practices, landscape where you're growing food or and or having some basic livestock, like maybe some chickens, um, or it's more of like a, a field style with a playground set back there. Um, th- those all three are so underrated and it is unbelievable how much time that can be a that can be spent out there and all the intentional time that can be out there. I'm just kind of teeing it up for you. So it's, I mean, it is crazy. Those spaces are crazy valuable depending on how you decide to use them. Um, but I'll come back to the question. Uh, Sid, how do people decide how much to invest in their landscape projects? That is a great question. Uh, you know, many, many uh, years ago when I learned landscape design that was in the 70s <laughs> okay um the the rule of thumb then was about 10 percent of the value of the home mm-hmm. but nobody did that nobody did that mm-hmm. they didn't even do five percent you know but wow. as a, a person That's learning bad. to landscape design and and uh you know propose a landscape project for somebody 10 percent was the number that was floated around even though it never happened <clears throat> so um but, you know, today I think people are more attuned in to that space and what it can do for them and the impact of it. And the, the return on financial investment is, is a big thing now, too, mm-hmm. um, making a home more valuable when it sells and, and helping it to sell faster, that like landscaping will do. The uh, general knowledge about the value of landscaping is, is higher, but we still have a long ways to go. So, um, having said all that, in the neighborhood of five to ten percent of the value of the home is is still a great number. Um, but really, what's more important is what is the value of it to the person. Right. And uh, some people, for example, will spend. I know you've told me a couple uh, stories where someone was investing fifty percent of the value of the home mm-hmm. in in the landscape. I actually so have a things, wow. That's I have a customer right now that's actually spending, they got this beautiful cottage style house for $220,000 right in downtown Bonita area, right, right in a really cool spot. And I think it's maybe an acre, acre, yeah, probably an acre. And their budget for the landscaping is about 230,000 for their, for their out. And not, it's not just, you know, some plants, some palm trees. I'm talking, you got some hardscape areas. You got just really, really cool areas with some fountains. And so theirs is more than 100% of their of their uh, house. And a lot of our clients, 
because we're very custom is usually around the 30% range is what we're seeing for most of our, our kind of regular customers right now, which is phenomenal compared to um, other, other parts of the country. Right on, right on. Well, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, the perceived value now went way up because we're looking beyond the walls of the house to the living spaces yes. being different. So, you know, once, you, once you've got uh, a nice updated kitchen, nice updated bath, you know, maybe an ensuite uh, master bedroom, uh, those kind of things, you don't really value a living room that has pretty furniture in that nobody ever walks through. Mm-hmm. Or stuff like so instead, what you really want is a place you'll use, like that patio with the fire pit space mm-hmm. and and the dine, outdoor dining area and the pergola. And, you know, I mean, these are all spaces you can see that you're going to use all the time. So oh, investing money in, in your lifestyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You're around in Florida. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but even with, you know, a lanai or a, a screen porch or, or a four season porch um, in the north. You can enjoy it and be part of it and not be cooped up inside, um, stuck to um, the seat in the family room where the TV is. <laughs> yeah. So that value, that value um, has, it's called elasticity. The elasticity of value of the landscape has in- increased so much. It's just off the charts. The, um, the, the value of a lawn, you know, America's kind of famous for these ex- expansive lawns mm-hmm. has, has gone down, but the value of those other spaces has gone up. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's really, you know, a, a, a great trade-off, you know, a lawn that nobody walks on except for to walk, to uh, mow it, water it, and fertilize it compared to a patio area that you're going to sit out there and enjoy the part of the lawn that you do um, walk onto. Mm-hmm. to uh, mow it and fertilize it. Um, not taking away any space for kids to play and, a, you know, a, uh, play ball or play catch or whatever it might be. Um, certainly those spaces are used. But, you know, another great thing about um, landscaping and the current uh, stage where we are in life is having it be one thing when your kids are really little um, like, like yourself. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I was there a few days ago, your new baby was being held by her mom, mm-hmm. uh, outside on, on the patio on some really nice comfy furniture. And she was just so at peace. Right. She meaning both, both of them, yeah. <laughs> the baby and mom both are just so much at peace there. And, you know, while I was hearing one thing say that the, uh, the baby was a little bit colicky, you know, what I'm observing is there for an hour and a half or two, absolute peace, you know, yes. not a peep out of her. Um, so it was amazing that how she was responding to being outdoors. But, you know, that's going to transition as she grows. And now next thing coming up, you know, you're going to want to be showing her how to grow vegetables Mm-hmm. <laughs> and teaching her using those teaching moments and mm-hmm. a place to you know play something to play on will be part of it and then before you know it again you're going to blink and turn around and and then it's going to be the fire pit for a place for her to hang out with her kid or her mm-hmm. friends right and right. um you know flipping all the way there to the teenage years where you you know the your number one goal is that they'll hang out with their friends at your house instead of somewhere where you don't know where they are right um, or you're just not there to to enjoy it mm-hmm. so that that uh 
danger of the use of the landscape over a period of time is now the way we look at it, as opposed to something that's picture perfect postcard uh, view that that stays the same for decades, you know, until we move. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's exciting, exciting dimension. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great point, and and truly, as a as a father and seeing that little baby as soon as she came out of the room, all that love that you have for her, but to see her, you know, she's a little colicky. And so if people don't know what that is, you know, just, um, I don't fully understand it, but long story short, I know her tummy hurts and she's got a very sensitive tummy and she cries quite often, um, when she's uneasy and her stomach hurts. And it's amazing when we go outside and my wife brings her, sits her underneath the patio um so we have a, a little pergola that we have and then some nice outdoor furniture that's comfortable um you know sometimes she'll move the chair out so when the sun is not so um, hot and direct if there's a little bit of overcast we'll bring her out from underneath the pergola and get a little bit of sun and even underneath the pergola it's just the warmth and the heat and the environment of being outdoors and fresh air I mean, she she just chills. A lot of times she'll just fall right asleep because she'll be so comfortable. And she's been previously crying and screaming because her tummy's been hurt. Um, outdoors is powerful. I mean, we are so busy with everything that's going on in our lives. We don't take the time to recognize the health benefits, the just the mental, psychological benefits that we can get from being outside. and what a testament it is my baby who's six seven weeks old comes outside and she just becomes completely at peace i mean <laughs> she can't even speak but her body language how she acts how she reacts um just just alone is, is incredible um it reacts to that and i hear her whining a little bit in the background sounds like she just woke up can't wait to go out there and see her but um she she's amazing and uh, for my kid and for my future kids, um, it is very important to me that I invest in my landscaping and my outdoor spaces um, so that they can enjoy it and they can have a good time. At the end of the day, our motto for peer landscaping is serving families through designing and building outdoor spaces. And not only do we get to serve our own individual families by going to work, working hard, bringing home some money, for the family to for food, rent, groceries, mortgage, whatever. We also serve the families that we design and build for as well. So that's something we are super passionate about is creating those relationships and giving the opportunity for other families to enjoy um, the passion and the little niche of this world that we've stumbled on um, and kind of bring light to what it can be. That's the whole whole reason for this podcast here is for people to be able to understand how important our landscaping is and how it can literally save their psychological minds and physical. There's a lot of the good physical benefits of being outside, walking around and not sitting in a, sitting in a chair all day as well. Um, yeah, that, that's, that was very, very good. Sid. um, any other ideas or thoughts that you want to share on this topic before we wrap it up? Um, but just one little tag on to that. So, you know, here we, we started talking and it was, you know, daybreak. 
so we're we're morning guys, so we're you know ready up before dawn and and ready to go, and just kind of waiting in with anticipation for that to happen. But then mm-hmm. here's this little baby that you know doesn't even know what what the difference between night and dark really is exactly, and uh, uh, yet does internally because there's that internal mechanism, and so so the sun comes up and and even she you know wakes up with that and wants to go outside. So that's what she's crying about. She's not hungry. She just wants to go outside. Right, go outside and play. So, just like daddy wants to. Yes, right, right, right. I um, love it. Yeah, so this, this is the stuff that life is really made of, you know, these moments that, that we enjoy and create as opposed to just let the time tick away and let the urgency of of work and the other things that we, you know, we do have to do Mm-hmm. tend to drive everything as opposed to l- allowing uh, that time and space of being in nature and enjoying each other um, at the same time together mm-hmm. really is what the, the, what life is made of. It's that stuff is, yeah. is what we want. So um, what your mission is for in helping families, I think is, is so cool. Um, I mean, I've read, as many people have, you know, hundreds of mission statements and you see them on in plaques on the wall <laughs> in stores and restaurants and other businesses. And you just know that, okay, they, they spent a couple of days probably trying to come up with those words, but they don't really even feel it. And mm. they don't really know what it means. And I've, I've never seen one before that said anything about family other than the family that owns the business. Right. It's not about their customers' families, so mm-hmm. I commend you for for coming up with that. I, I'd love to hear the story, uh, if not now, sometime of, of how you came up with that particular piece of it because it is brilliant, and uh, it's it's such a mission for what you're doing and, and now and will be doing in the future to stay on track and uh, getting getting your crew, your your staff and employees to think that way about what they're doing, what, what a fulfilled life they're going to have, uh, as well as taking customers who may only, you know, believe that landscaping is something to look at and showing them the other dimension of it, that what it's really about. So Absolutely. I, I commend you for all that. Thank you. Actually, I, I will share the story. Uh, Cause we got a few minutes left here. Um, so we were going through a growth point and this is a story on how we came up with, um, you know, our motto, our tagline. Um, we were going through this past year, a, at first <laughs> I'll share a funny story as, as, as very young business. Um, so my last name is Pierre. company is Pierre Landscaping. Pierre is also another word for, you know, friend, uh, colleague or friend. Um, and we were your friendly landscaper. <laughs> so that was, that was our tagline that I started off with very weak and, uh, just a, a little bit of a uh, little bit of humor behind that. But well, I realized, you know, we need something real. We need something that is in our hearts. Um, and I was going through this past year, a really challenging time. We hired a lot of staff. We were getting jobs like crazy. The market was blowing up and I was so stressed out uh, dealing with employee problems uh, and we're going with problems. Uh, or having problems of growing too fast and uh, just not having enough time for rest and coming close on burnout. There was a lot going on there. And I was like, you know what? I don't even care about the money anymore. Like 
obviously I had to be focused to make sure we were making a profit. So then in return, we can invest back in the business, keep things going. But I was like, we need the only reason that I'm going to keep pushing through this stressful part is if we're creating a bigger difference and if we're doing something that God's called us to. And um, in his word, it talks about taking care of the, taking care of your flock. So we're, we're the shepherds and we got to take care of our flock, take care of our sheep, take care of our people. Um, and I was like, you know what? We're going to serve our families. That's what it's going to be about. Yes, we're going to make money. But at the end of the day, we're going to serve our families. We pay our guys way more than any other competition does. And um, we also were working on getting health insurance for, for the guys and doing a lot of things that are above and beyond. And our customers sometimes are like, oh, your prices can be a little bit expensive sometimes. I'm like, yep, we're doing things a lot different. We're serving our families. Um, but long story short, I did, my wife and I decided that we are going to serve the families of the people that are working with um that are working for us and helping our customers and then we took it we kept thinking and talking and brainstorming we're like you know what i don't want to just build basic landscapes there's so many people out there i'll throw in a palm tree throw in a couple cute plants call it a day i want to build outdoor spaces and i want it to be able to we had a great customer going on at that time where we were doing this big $90,000 renovation uh, where they got fire pit, beach sand area, beautiful palm trees around it, um, a gorgeous flagstone walkway with the hammock area, um, beautiful landscaping around the pool. I was like, I want to I want to be able to help families enjoy their time outdoors. I want that. I want to really serve them. And so. Um, the the tagline serving families through designing and building outdoor spaces at first means serving the families that come to work with us and then second um, means serving the families that we are the homes we're working on and designing and building um and so that all kind of came to fruition and it's it's helped the direction of our business you know who do we market towards um having certain amount of minimums of job like our, our starting Point for a project right now this and this changes as we go let's go so if you're listening to this podcast a long time uh from now it, it'll be it'll change probably but right now our starting point for a project is about twelve thousand um, dollars and we decided that because we don't want to throw throw some cute plants in and run to four other jobs in in that day or in that week we try to spend you know at least two to three days if not a month at each customer's property um and so that's kind of that's the big picture of how that all came to fruition um i don't think i left anything out of that story but yeah great story thank you for sharing that yeah for sure for sure um and so that's what we're passionate about we love people we love landscaping we love outdoor spaces and um, our goal is to you know do what we are called to do and serve so I appreciate it being on the show today, Sid. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and wrap this up, but uh, we have all your information that we will put in in the link if anybody else wants to reach out to you, maybe get some coaching or um, just have a conversation with you or pick your brain. Uh, Sid has a ton of expertise in the landscape industry, and he's a phenomenal uh, mentor of mine, and I definitely hold him to a high regard. So thank you so much, Sid, for talking with us today. and. Uh, have a great day. Thank you, Bailey.
Bye-bye. Cool. Awesome. How do you think that went? Great. Great. Perfect timing because Teresa just opened the door and the dog ran out. <laughs> <laughs> there you and go. The ran in. <laughs> that, yeah. That's awesome. Hey, yeah. thanks. Thanks for asking me about the um, how we came up with that motto. That was a great tee-up. I think that would, I've, I've actually never shared that story before, and uh, there's no better place oh, wow. to yeah. no better place to share it than on here. I yeah. think I might have rambled on a little bit yeah. with it, but uh, no, it was, it was it was really good. I, I was uh, thinking that when or you you should uh, transcribe that and then clean you know clean it up and yeah. keep that. Uh, you know, sort of like a one-page our story kind of thing. Go great in the green box, yeah. Because um, that that really says a lot. It really does. It's, that's inspired for sure. Awesome. The dual meaning, the dual meaning of it. You know, if, if you have to kind of think about that, but it's mm-hmm. definitely worth pointing out. Yeah. That's that's awesome. That is sweet. Yeah. So, uh, do you have a couple minutes? Yep, I do. Okay, um, just just a, a check in uh, since, since we met the other day. How so? How the minivan thing go? The minivan thing. I'm trying to remember where we left you off. You're running a minivan. Your first rental car. Your first rental car is a minivan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, You're excited so, about it. Yeah, yeah. I actually, and uh, on my way to the minivan. Five minutes before my reservation, ten minutes before my reservation, um, I got a call from my mechanic saying my, my big truck was ready, and I was like, "Oh, uh, okay." Um, and so what I did is I called them and I said, "Hey, you know, something came up. We're not going to need the van." And I was expecting they're going to say, "Hey, we're still going to charge you full price anyways," but they canceled it, so I didn't have to pay anything for the minivan. Uh, so yeah. I went went and picked up my truck and. Uh, then I travel was so bad I didn't have time to go back home. So I went. And you're talking about the interview. How'd that go, right? Because I was picking up the main. Um, I didn't know. About, I, oh, I didn't know about an interview. I don't think. Okay, so uh, so basically, I was picking up the van uh, through one of Dave Ramsey's book, The Entree Litter. Um, yeah. He mentions one of the final interviews to take out the spouse and the oh, kids. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. and so yeah, I, that part, yeah. so I did that and, um, I, they didn't, they don't have a vehicle right now. They're, um, working on saving some money and transition yeah. between things. And so I picked them up and brought them to dinner with, uh, Katie and McKinley and, um, ended up being a phenomenal, phenomenal, just, ooh, it was a casual conversation. I wanted it to be that way. So that way they could let their guard down. And, yeah. and so if they're crazy, we yeah. hopefully see it. And, um, Right, they seemed very well put together. So it was great yeah. meal, great conversation, and it, again, it was the one who had some priors but hadn't had anything in the last four or five years, and um, yeah, and so seemed like he ha- he also had a nine month old and then another baby on the way. Um, oh, so well. he was definitely yeah. very very interested to to get in with us. And he had, he'd called yeah. us a bunch of times previously, but I told him we weren't hiring at that time. Then he found one of my guys yeah. when he was doing the one of the Aldi's grocery stores with a he's working with a landscape company providing service to Aldi. Yeah. And then he saw Eric in, in the truck and he was like, "Hey, you know, please can you get me an interview with this company? I love to work for you guys." 
Uh, and finally, Eric weaseled his we got him in uh, for a couple inter or about four or five interviews, and um, ended up hiring. Yeah. So ended up being a good oh great well, kind of a good story. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, congratulations. That's that's, that's a great story. He actually wants to work there, and it's not just taking a job. So yeah, he sees it. He sees like he's yeah, sounds like he's you know being intentional about getting his family together and everything. So very very much so. And then uh, he also shared a lot of the uh, same thoughts and ideas about um, you know growing, being able to grow their own food and and stuff like that. Was passionate yeah. about it. And uh, yeah, I was I was cool, but I thought that was really cool. And so, um, is he going to be able to get to work? Uh, yeah. So he, he's yeah. he said he will he will ride his bike up, up to ten miles to and from work every day. And I think the shops shops wow. probably four or five miles. And he's very in fantastic shape, young guy. And so he's been doing that, riding his bike to and from work. Um, so he's been doing doing good about that. He says, "Yeah, oh, oh. Do you have a license? He's, he's able. Yeah, he, yeah, he does have a license. He's able to drive. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Yeah, good. Well, um, yeah, that'd be um, okay. So thanks for mm-hmm. filling me in on those yeah. things. Yeah. I, I I knew about the interview. I knew about the minivan. I didn't know how they fit together. I just, I just didn't really." pull that together from mm-hmm. hearing about the two things I, th- I thought you were heading out of town to Tennessee or something <laughs> oh gotcha gotcha yeah uh, <laughs> that's funny next time yep yeah. next time we'll go, go time. take a little vacation oh that's funny yeah <laughs> so you got your uh, you had you had one of the trucks being wrapped last week mm-hmm. as well I think so, yeah oh yeah that yeah. came out phenomenal came out awesome it was um, yeah. It was actually that was the Good. truck that they that called me and said it was ready from the wrap shop. They got it done early, and so I got to pull up in that thing that was looking sweet. So I was like, yes. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. So it was the uh, the the blue four door. Yes, the blue four door, my baby. Okay. Oh, I can't can't wait to see that. You guys send me a picture. Oh yeah, I got it. I <laughs> okay. got the picture. I'll send them over to you. It looks right. it looks pretty dog. Okay. That concludes our conversation and this series. Don't forget to subscribe for alerts. You're going to love our upcoming guests. The Landscape Cafe is a production of Pure Landscaping and the Niche Podcast Network. Learn more about Bailey, Katie, and the team by visiting purelandscaping.com. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And don't forget, the best place to rate or follow the show is at thelandscapecafe.com.